1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers ArchFit Footwear. Okay. I know what you're thinking. ArchFit footwear? I don't need arch
2: support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favorite trainers. You see, Skechers ArchFit are great for virtually everybody. ArchFit was designed by experts giving you podiatrist-certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers ArchFit.
1: Find Skechers ArchFit footwear for men and women everywhere.
3: Hello and good evening everyone and welcome to this very special edition of the Long Run Show in conjunction with the 40 Runs running community and our very good sponsors down there at Skechers, which if you haven't checked out their clothing and their footwear, head over to sketches.co.uk and have a browse because their stuff really is good. Anyway, how are we? For those of you that don't know me, I'm Hayden and I'm a co-host of the Long Run Show with Chris and all the other awesome guys. We go out live on a Friday night at 7 o'clock. Now, it might seem a bit strange and a bit quiet with me here at the controls opening the show tonight, but there's a very good reason for this. Tonight, we go rogue. As the main man himself is sitting opposite me in the opposite side of the podcast arena, as his special episode is going to be an insight into the world of Mr. Ford himself and the brand that is Fordy Runs. We will be finding out how where, or hopefully, and why this whole concept has evolved and where it's come from and where it's heading and it's planned future. Hopefully it has been insight into how the whole operation not only started, but how it operates on a daily basis. We've also the insight into Chris himself as he faces challenges as a runner, content creator, podcast host, YouTuber, husband, father, and we might even touch on the fact of why he still thinks deep down he really is a cowboy. (laughs) Anyway... He's burst into talk, I can tell, seeing me here taking control. So let's welcome the main man himself. Forty. how are you, mate?
2: I'm a bit nervous. I've got to be honest with you. I, I'm, 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 I'm genuinely nervous. I wasn't. <laughs> so just to give this some context as well, this was the guys put this, Hayden and Admin put this idea down and said, we've had a brilliant idea. Funny enough, someone else says that. <laughs> I've had a brilliant idea. And I went, no, nobody's going to be interested in any shape or form about listening to me and, and being I, I think I used the word self-indulgent didn't I I think there was the, yeah there were the words because that's not really what we're about here and it's like I always say to Hayden it's not about me it's about everybody else that's part of 40 runs in the community in the club and you know and this is just not about me I'm just some dude who likes running um so when they said this to me I was like nah that was gonna be interesting this but then I kind of I kind of get it I kind of when 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 we spoke about it a little bit more it kind of made sense. So if you're if you're new to 40 runs or you're thinking, who is this guy who just keeps rocking up to these races and is a loud mouth and makes a lot of noise and and, and then I see their you know the runners all over down the country with 40 runs plastered all over them. It, it, what is this thing? So that's why we thought actually this is probably a good idea to sort of dispel some of those rumors as well and some of that stuff as well, just to yeah, and just just hopefully as you're trotting along on your um run or you're watching this uh back on youtube um yeah give you a bit of an insight into what goes on so over to you big boy
3: yeah so as you said about it being self-indulgent this no intentions of this being self-indulgent we want the good points and we want the bad points we want to hear all about you and know what it is is has got you to where you are right now so if you're ready i suppose we need to start right at the beginning so we need to turn the lights down should we, shouldn't we yeah it's a bit like that isn't it a bit like this is your life <laughs> We're going to start getting people coming in through the doors behind
2: yeah, you. Hang is, Nick, is Nick going to walk in? <laughs>
3: <laughs> going to get all your old teachers, all your old girlfriends <laughs> coming out. Mm, I think probably some have been <laughs> locked up. I can't talk about it. So let's start at the beginning. Then take right. us briefly back to a very young Christopher. Mm. So can I tell us all about you. What were you like? Did you run at school? Play other sports? And sort of, what sort of vision did you have growing up? Was it the standard sort of vet doctor, or did you have any other ideas?
2: I um so yes I did run at school um it was hurdles for me was where I was at yeah 400 meter hurdles I'm a hero um I did like 200 meter hurdles but I just kept finding I was getting beaten over them so I went to 400 meters (laughs) because I had a better (laughs) chance No, no, and I ran I ran for the school again 400 meters I think was was where I was at um I think it was 400 meters but it was it was more. I played a lot of football. Uh, I mean, I played. I think not most boys, um, wrong or right. I played a lot of football, um, and then I got I got quite badly injured actually playing football. I tore all a load of muscles and things like that, and it caused me some knee problems and stuff like that. so. Uh, that sort of took a back back step, and then I kind of found out <laughs> other activities, girls, <laughs> um, and, and stuff like that. And uh, I really, I and I really enjoyed um, which takes me back funny enough because i just did it was i really enjoyed going fishing uh with my mates so we used to hang out and do stuff like that Uh, i wasn't very good at school Uh, i did okay but again you know i didn't i wasn't diagnosed with adhd then so you know looking back you realize that that massively impacted what was going on at school but I really struggle in terms of attention. I struggle to study because I just, I just get bored and I want to move on to start something else. And then I'll start something and then this is the best idea I've ever had. and I'll throw myself into that and then I'll move on to something else. And I won't finish that, which is classic ADHD. But again, back then people weren't looking around for that and, and hunting that out. So um, yeah. And then, yeah, went to school, fell out of school, didn't really do anything, but mucked about a bit and then ended up working in London from a young age, like 18. I was working in London um so yeah and I bought my first house when I was 18 believe it or not so yeah yeah I did yeah so I was very lucky I fell into a job again black my way and, and that, <laughs> I went I went for a job interview and uh the geezer said to me oh you here for the stockbroker job I went oh yeah 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 yeah." I wasn't I thought I was doing some like accounting <laughs> I went, oh yeah 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 yeah." I'm here for that blagged my way into that and and that was that really so that's that's how <laughs> So I'll nothing, into that game. Nothing's,
3: <laughs> no, really, mental. nothing's really
2: changed, does it? No, nothing's changed. This, this is my mouth, is doing overtime before my brain. But again, that's classic ADHD, isn't it? You just go full mm. in, don't even think about nothing. Worry about consequences later. So yeah, that that was that really. So yeah, running took a back seat, uh, really didn't do anything, really didn't do much exercise. Uh, I was just working a lot. I mean, I worked a lot too much. Um, and yeah, and, and as you and you look back, as I said, struggles with with certain things anger issues and and all that sort of stuff and you realize that you can put that down to stuff now um and yeah so that that evolved uh and then i uh then the kids came along and i realized that i was fat and overweight and i needed to do something about it
3: and let's one before the kids center i'm pretty sure mm. you had a bit of traveling involved you quite extensively traveled haven't you
2: yeah i've traveled i've i'm really lucky because of the position i was in working Yeah, i, I had a few quid so i was able i literally traveled pretty much the world and i was really lucky because i did most of it first class um <laughs> but i don't think there's many corners of the world i've not been to it might surprise some people but i'm quite i'm quite well traveled actually You've um, gone to your
3: place? Huh? your favorite place you went arizona. to arizona <laughs> i knew you was going to say that it had to be had to be somewhere sort of like either deep south in the states or in these deserts is i know cool?
2: or new mexico i've got a big fondness of new mexico new mexico arizona that sort of way is if is, is, you said to me chris is, is a million quid take the kids go wherever you want i'd route, nick could have like have a breakdown but i would i would take us all <laughs> to new mexico probably probably not arizona probably in new mexico so It's a bit quieter
3: and these um, were, were these were these traveling around or was this like you stay in one place no I would, so i would i mean
2: that's if i was you know i make it up if i was going to a ranch or whatever like that i, I mean i joke <laughs> about being a cowboy <laughs> she's <laughing> laughs already but i was really heavily into that so um i'd go a couple of times a year out to arizona um but if if so if, if i was doing that but if otherwise i'd go i don't know over to japan new zealand uh, for a couple of weeks australia for a couple of weeks i mean i think i've been australia about three or four times um mm-hmm. done like travel around there asia Although well, I'm not really that fussed about Asia. Food's a bit mucky. Um, how and then
3: you, how on earth are you scared of frying or getting angry? Well, this is this frying? is the thing.
2: This is yeah, but it's very different, right? Like I remember when I flew to Shanghai, it was like 13 hours. But when you're sitting in 1A in first class, <laughs> it's very easy. I didn't even know the plane had taken off. I was just, <laughs> it's very easy. This is again, I live lived a blessed life back then. I was able to afford anything I wanted to uh, wanted to do. Um oh hang on. I am I still there, Hayden? You're still here, yeah. Yeah, it's just my screen's just uh, gross. We'll edit it out, don't we? Um, but yeah, so I lived, <laughs> I lived a blessed life back then. I could do anything I liked. Um,
3: so now, about, after the travelling, as we're talking about now, we're talking about Mrs. Ford, the long-suffering Mrs. Oh. Ford. We we hear the clips about her. We hear you talking about. Her. Let's hear about Mrs. Ford. How did you meet Mrs. Ford? How well, are, there's a story
2: about out? that, as you'd expect. So I was out yeah, being I flagged.
3: It no. I was in
2: arizona shot sure, and i was out there for i've been out there about three months uh i was you know just being boys and i was at the ranch and i was you know doing a bit of this but i was in vegas and stuff we can't even talk about on here because you probably end up in jail um but i was out there and i was living the life i i think i was actually on gardening leave so i was on like six months gardening leave between jobs and so i was out there and my, and then my dad called me up and said chris you've got to come home i was like "What? Wow, i'm you know up to no good i had a bright blue mustang same color as your top oh, and man. uh yeah and uh so i was out there and he said now you've got to come back because it's your and we've got some family it's the son's 30th birthday and your brother needs a wingman at this party and i was like oh. and i was like i suppose i probably better come back i've been out here three months and my phone bill was like three and a half grand so i came back to this 30th birthday party Rocked up, bit of a salt there, and then that was it, wasn't it? And then that next minute, we got a baby on the way, married, and it was just meant to be. So, yeah, I met her at um, at, that, at that do, and that was it. So that, that I came back for that, and that's how I met Nick, and then um, that's how it all started.
3: Once again, just fell into it. So we're talking running then now. So pre-40 runs, pre-40 all your ideas with running. Why did you start running? What is the whole story of you running? How did you start running? Weight right.
2: loss purely weight purely weightless but i did find uh that it was helping with my mental health but again back then like mental health wasn't a, a topic unfortunately that was spoken about but i always found a release through running so like I said to you, I, you know, with what was now, you know, diagnosed as ADHD and, and, and some of the other stuff that I struggle with, you know, with the, the anger and, and things like that, and just uncontrollable in that some respects. I'm not like some weirdo, but, you know, <laughs> genuinely, you know, with anxiety and things like that. So I just found a calmness when I was able to run. Um, and, and wanting to lose weight because I think I was – 15 stone, 15 and a half stone. I mean, you've seen some of the pictures. I, I wet myself the other day. Nick showed us a picture of when Daisy was about to pop out. And I was like, I look like eating myself. Um, <laughs> so, so it was, but it was, it was that sort of, you know, again, because because the way I am, I can't, if I'm eating, I, I, I eat a lot. You know, I can't handle not like, I'll have a six multi-pack of crisps. I'll eat the whole thing. I just mm. can't stop myself. That's the way I am. So that's that's how I started running. I, my brother-in-law helped me. Uh, he'd done London. He inspired me. Um, I got out with him, signed up for a few 10Ks, things like that. You know, usual story, usual route that I think most people have taken. And that's how, basically, then I got into it. And then and then I was like, oh, Paul done London. I, I'm going to try and do London. Uh, and that really was what set me on the path to... So this,
3: this was the bit I was coming to next. It, mm. this, so this bit here, this is the the old publicised This is the famous thing that really kickstarted everything. And obviously, some people will know about this story some way, and some won't. So yeah, by all means, let's. This is how it all started. Tell us what happened that day when you was on that start line.
2: Yeah, I think I think so. I I'd I done the YouTube channel, like, and I was, and YouTube back then was you know people vlogging like Casey Neistat and all this sort of stuff. I didn't know who they were back then, but. Was, it, it was very very sporadic there was a lot of rubbish on there and I thought well I might as well head to that rubbish um and I started just documenting my marathon training for this London marathon I have got myself into and I did it as a sort of you know some people keep diaries of yeah. of their training it was that sort of that aspect but also with that creative side of thing and again with the issues that I've spoken about now I thought it was a brilliant idea so I went full kill into it yeah not thinking it through and, and the consequences that would come from it. So that was that. So I was doing that. And then I turned up to London and, and, and like I said, quite openly, and I talk about it, um, I, I, I was struggling with anxiety and, and, you know, it was a big race, a lot of people. And I turned up there and I, and I was like on my own and I was looking around and I was thinking, everyone else is on their own. Well, I, 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 I simply don't understand it. Yeah. You've got, you know, there's certain people who stick together, you know, don't need to get into that. But in general, I would say 90 percent of the people all just sitting about probably thinking exactly like me and probably struggling with the same struggles that i had and then and then going into the start line with the same probably hang-ups that i had and i and i probably look back and i wasted so much energy through my anxiety that day that i just thought to myself why why is everyone separate why why aren't we all talking and why aren't we coming together and and And, and, you know, sharing this together. So, and again, I'm not particularly a social animal. In fact, probably, you know, the worst place you could put me is into a pub full of people. I I really generally struggle um, with that. But at the same time, I was thinking if I had someone to talk to, then I might be able to sort of calm myself down, if that makes any sense. So Mm. that's why I started pretty much the Facebook group. Um,
3: Yeah, and that was it, really. Wow, well yeah, as you said, this it's a story that we've documented, we talk about quite a lot, but it's as you say, it's powerful and it's it's real life and that, that that is how it all started. That's that's why a lot of us are here today. It's it's mm. this great story. So what are we talking about next? What comes next? Coaching? Yeah, probably coaching. Um what what made you feel like you needed to be a quote, a a coach and let us know all about exactly what qualifications you have because people just see you as someone who's just giving out advice on this long run show on a Friday night and stuff. But you actually have got a few qualifications. You actually know what you're talking about, don't you? Yeah. So the coaching came about because I
2: was reluctant to be giving out advice when, um, without any sort of, I don't know, fundamentals or anything, or really understanding. Excuse me, it really understanding it, right? And I just thought, you know, if I'm going to sit here and I'm going to and I'm going to say stuff stupid stuff probably on on youtube right i think i need to have yeah something some basis behind this something to back that up so i then took upon myself to to get some yeah some qualifications so i had done the run leadership uh course run leader in running fitness i think it's called back then so that was a starting point for me and then and then i went through the um coaching running fitness because I thought you know what actually I want to increase my um, learning and then so I did that I then wanted to because we then started um, looking after kids as well because for me it's really important in terms of you know the the whole range of people and I thought you know these kids go to athletics groups and they get shouted at and told that they're too slow and, and all this sort of stuff, which you're not allowed through safeguarding, but it happens. And, and and it's a very intimidating place to go. Right. So I thought, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to get qualified here. And, and, um, for, and you need to be an athletics coach to be able to teach kids under, under 12. So I did the, uh, athletics coaching system. I did that. And then I then did the athletics coach. So we're learning, running, jumping and throwing on top of, you know, all the other stuff. I then, um, specialized within that in endurance. So that's, you know, long distance running because you can do speed and things like that. So then I became, um, you know, specialised, I would say, in endurance coach um, for long distance. So that's where the knowledge base comes through. Um, obviously, a lot of it's experience and things like that, and and you learn a hell of a lot off other people. Um, but, yeah, so that's how it all. But it was, it was more to, to also offer coaching to people in real simple terms and, and not overcomplicate things and give people – the support that they need as everyday runners to go out and achieve their goals. Because I understand what it's like to be, you know, somebody who's not at the front of the pack, somebody who's maybe wanting to lose a bit of weight, who doesn't properly do any gym work and things like that along along the way, and trying to fit running in to life as well. Because that's yeah. the other thing. Some of these coaches, you know, oh, you got to do this, this, and this. And it's quite hardcore. But I, I come from a point of view as I know what it's like, you know, uh, in terms of your training. That life's life, yeah. So. That's another way that I coach, which is completely different um, to anything that England athletics do. And, and we do, it's great because we do stand out. When we go in these coaching qualifications, we send our run leaders. They all know which ones have come for 40 runs because we, <laughs> we look at it a bit differently. We don't go to a track and do, you know, teach at a track. which is nothing wrong with that, but we don't do that. You know, we coach in a completely different way. And it's, again, it's, I think it's the modern way of coaching. It's not stuck in its ways and it's applicable to all our runners. So if we do a, a coach session... I'm coaching somebody, I make sure that that session is applicable to somebody who's run walking to somebody who's running a two and a half hour marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's the key, and that's again goes back to the ethos of the club and the community and everything that Forty Run stands for—that it's all inclusive for everybody, for everyday runners. So and at and the moment, it, then.
3: so you you actually you coach people, you provide plan to people, you've got your own sort of clients and stuff, and yeah. people come to you. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I mean, I'll be this is big headed, but I've actually got too many. I'm turning people away. It's lovely. But I've coached people to, I've coached somebody with the um, with a uh, uh, muscle disorder, first person ever to complete the London Marathon with that muscle disorder. I've okay. taken people from their first marathon of, I think he ran 3.52 to a 3.33 on their second marathon, you know, and I've got people around under four hours. I've also got people in seven hours. I've got people to run a sub two half marathon for the first time. So I've coached many people and I write a lot of plans for people, a lot of plans. Um... But I don't really publicize it that much, to be honest with you. I probably should I'd probably make a fog chain.
3: No, but as you said, you got there's, there's a lot of elements to all of this. So yeah. if we go back to now, So we're talking about you've got your coaching now, you're doing a your bit yeah. of running. So you've started the YouTube, and what yeah. are you actually doing on YouTube at the moment? We're talking now, just started the 40 Runs Running Community, it's about 2018 ish. What are yeah. you actually publishing on YouTube? What are you doing? Rubbish to,
2: um, uh, <laughs> no, we, I started doing some, I mean, I think started doing a few tips videos, trying to trying to find something a a niche that worked for me um and really back then you know it was just it was just putting stuff out that i thought might be useful for like normal runners really like everyday runners i keep going back to the point is that's what that's what it was about and obviously yes i was vlogging or filming races, which nobody was doing back then. So I would turn up to races with a, with a GoPro and irritate the hell out of most of these elite people. Oh, he's got a GoPro sticking in my face, but I was doing all that because nobody was doing it. And I was, so I was, you know, filming, filming races and things like that. And just showing you, you know, how to have a good time. You don't need to, to do, you know, you know, run really fast or anything Like that. you could just have just good a good time and show off some of the races. Cause there's some really cool stuff. There's some really cool local events that I was going to. And I wanted to just put that out there. And then, you started reviewing stuff because people very similar actually to what Thomas from believe in the run. You was on that show, I think Hayden, um, when he mentioned the fact that people are asking the sort of stuff that I was wearing, sort of shoes I was wearing. So I started putting a little bit of that in there in terms of the reviews. Um, and that's, so that's how that review side of the channel started. So we had the, like the weekly vlog, which still remains to this day of basically what my training is and what I'm training for. And then what's ended up being, um, you know, a tips video once a week. And then, and then the reviews have obviously taken over. Um, But that's purely because I found a niche and I found I think a point in which we had some value, Um, Mm -hmm. not all of it, some of it's took, but we had (laughs) some value within what we put out. And again, it's all guided towards the everyday runner. So, is is on his content it's i'm going to tell you something's absolute rubbish and it's overpriced i'm going to say that much to my detriment you know i get in a lot of trouble from a lot of people and i don't get i mean i joke about it but i don't get a lot of stuff anymore from a lot of brands because they shy away from me because they know i think now that unfortunately i'm i'm going to say what i like which you know am i going to be held back in life because that probably but i think viewers maybe somebody's listening to this or watching this would would appreciate that more than me Mm -hmm. sitting there just because you know a certain company that i want to work with and i I just ain't like that from from the way i was brought up you say how it is and again you know i usually talk with was it think before i speak no i don't think before i speak i just come (laughs) out with it and none of the videos are scripted i'll say anything i like and and if something is is terrible it's terrible and then i'll get on the flip side i'll get very excited about stuff um,
3: as so well, this, so this is, this is where we get the chalk and cheese situation. So, one hand you're telling me here, you're going to races and you're extreme, extremely anxious. You get the anxiety problems and issues. Then, the next minute, you're filming something at like a race and you're running around, bowling around with a camera under everyone's face. You've got that confidence side of things. Is is that down to running, or where does that come from? That confidence? It's having the camera in
2: hand is like a comfort blanket. Think about it. You know, you give your, you give your child that comfort blanket when they're young it's a similar, I think it's a similar sort of thing. And that's where we go back and you and I've discussed about running a race without it. And how would I cope? How would I get on? Would I blow the the doors off on times? Who knows? But having that camera there is almost like a comfort blanket for me, I think. And that's where that persona comes out, which is my natural personality to be a loud mouth idiot who likes to have a bit of a laugh. Yeah. I, I am that louder guy in the conversation. Like I was, my kids nearly died of embarrassment. You so say I'm standing up there at the safety briefing for Jump City. I'm do, trying to do it. You know, that's me. But deep down, you know, that's probably a lot of that is to do with trying to deflect from the anxieties and the and what's going on within, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, no,
0: I
1: completely understand.
3: So, we've got we're at a point now where you've got this YouTube channel, you've got the mm. 40 runs running community, the Facebook page has just taken off, mm. you've got your Instagram and stuff, it's all established, got all these different elements and structure. So, just because a lot of people out here listening and they just think 40 runs, yeah, well, you're on a podcast, you're doing your Instagram, it's all 40 runs. But obviously, we spoke about it before, we know these elements are all separate, aren't they? They're yeah. different issues that all together come under an umbrella of the title 40 runs, mm. but individually, they're all separate. Give us a bit of insight about how that all works.
2: Yeah, so I think it's it's a fair way to do it. I think um, you've got you've a got standalone, which is the club. So the club is a, an affiliated, uh, England Athletics affiliated club. I set that up as non-profit um, that I have. I deliberately took myself out of that. So I'm on the committee, but I'm there purely as, as a coaching because I'm the most qualified coach at the moment within the club. If that changes, then I'll step step aside from that. I've got no problem with that at all. Um, but I don't deal with the finances. I don't, I don't deal with anything. Membership, I don't have anything to do with it. They deliberately keep me out of it because then I stick my or in, I usually muck it up, right? <laughs> so I'm kept out of that at best. Um, even at like the AGM, I'm not the last person to talk. So I, I have nothing to do with the club, only other than I promote it because I believe in what it stands for, which is, you know, access to affiliation for everyday runners uh, and the ability to be part of that. Um, and it's inclusive for everybody. You don't have to run a certain time or, or you know, to, to attend a session, right? That, so that's the club. You've then got... What's the best way to describe it what like the media bit commercial,
3: commercial? yeah commercial
2: yeah. side i so actually that's a probably good way of doing it you've probably got the non-commercial side which is so you've got the club and the community which kind of entwine with each other but the the club came out of the community and the community is, is 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 extremely important um but the club came out of that so it gives the people who live in the community the opportunity to be part of a club does that make any sense mm-hmm. um and they're sort of yeah they're the non-profit um, element of uh, like the non-commercial sorry better way to describe it non-commercial that's more that's all about the people yeah and again the community side of things you, you know all the all the administrators and you guys you you basically run that I mean like a good example I switched my phone off this weekend did you miss me no because it didn't make any, it runs itself which is so powerful like I always say it's forty months is not about me about the people and 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 the journeys that are going on within that it's the same with the club and then you get as you say you've got like let's say the commercial side which is the youtube channel the podcast um the instagram so let's call that social media and that element of it so the work i do with some of the brands and the races and that kind of thing which is a byproduct of what started off back in 2000 and whenever it was and that's obviously growing the youtube channels growing the podcast obviously won the award and gone bananas and that's fantastic we work with Sketches, who sponsor the podcast. Thanks very much, Sketches.co.uk. See what I did there. Good plan. But we've also found some other partners through that who've worked with us. We get support, you know, for, for reviews that we do. We work with Start Fitness on the retail side. Um, uh, but, again, th- there's a code we give out for, for Start Fitness, uh, that 10% code. It's not an affiliate link. So, in the U.S., the guys get running warehouse. They They put a link in the description, and they earn off of that. They earn okay money off of that. I don't do that. I don't get I don't get a penny f- um from that start fitness code. Um so that's that's a discount for everybody else. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do that. So, you know, don't get me wrong, that partnership will develop and we're gonna do cool things hopefully with those guys, and who knows where that goes. Um yeah, so that's the sort of commercial side of things, but the kind of two, the two sort of separate entities in a way, and I don't really I, I let you guys deal with the club and the community because I need that. I need that to be without my influence because I, I will cock it up. <laughs> in, in not too broad a terms, I will muck that bit up because yeah. I, I will, I will, you know, I'll have a brilliant idea and then all of a sudden and I'll come in and, and that's the worst thing that can happen because it needs to organically grow and find its way, which is doing is magnet. It's, it's, it's amazing what, you know, you see just what you did at the weekend. Um, with, you know, with the park runs and things like those people all over down the country and the club growing like bananas, you know, getting the marathon, you know, four marathon places. And that's the thing, you know, people go, oh, he's, he's, he's taking a marathon place or he's giving his mates marathon places, which is complete lies because it's all done above board. This is the thing. Uh, it's, it's so, you know, the committee deals with it. I don't have anything to do with anything to do with the committee other than the fact I'm the head coach and. They, I think they deliberately try and keep me out of it. But so all that kind of stuff. When you see, oh, he's not wearing his forty rounds race top because he's got his, he got that place th- through, you know, as his club place. I've never taken a club place. I mean, I could. We've got, you know, four places. I could take a club place quite quite easily. Probably other people at clubs do, um, but I don't. I always give that back to the membership, which I think is the fair thing to do. Which is why I set the club up, in 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 the first place. I think. I mean, we get, we get a hard time from... I get personally had a hard time from a lot of people, which is a bit of a shame, you know, people who've like even met through the community or the club and that lot, and they come at you because they don't agree with it or they, they've got a misconception about you and they've never spoken to you face-to-face mm-hmm. and they'll go after you on social media or they'll go after you on a Facebook post or a Facebook group. And, it, you know, it's quite hurtful, but, you know, life's too short to worry about it. But I think if you, if, if you understand what's, what's actually going on, and talk about it, then you'll probably some of those misconceptions of you know will,
3: will hopefully be put to bed if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, that's what that was actually lead quite nicely. My next question was literally, how do you deal with these bad comments? The bad thing, you know, it's like you put up a YouTube video, maybe you get let's say 10,000 views, and maybe let's say 300 comments, 298 of them are going to be real. love that, and you're always going to get that one person. How you do, do. You that's hurtful. it gets to you, that one person gets to you. How do you deal with that?
2: I, I, I struggle. I genuinely struggle with. I, I struggle with a lot of stuff about it. And again, it's my own fault for putting myself out there, right? Mm. But it's like when when all the Facebook, you know, stuff in the Facebook group, it, it all kicks off, and it's it's so wrong. And I don't get a chance to say what I want to say because it's it's people making stuff up about stuff that I've supposedly said or done. And I'm not. This is just in general, right? So I'm not. I'm generalizing, yeah. And it's the same on the YouTube channel. But really, you, you never get the opportunity to, to set the record straight or to say how it is because I sit there in fear of, of upsetting somebody back or yeah. or making that, you know, and I, and I wouldn't want them to feel like I'm feeling. So I do take a lot of it to heart. Um, I think, you know, because I talked to you about it. And I talked to, you know, some of the other close people around me um, about that sort of stuff. And it, it it can be quite hurtful. But in the same respects, I think to myself, one, life's too bloody short. And two, um, you know... <laughs> Haven't you got anything better to do? Kind yeah. of thing, you know. It kind of sticks with me for a little while. Sometimes I don't get me wrong, because I will take constructive criticism, like on board, hundred percent, right, hundred percent. If I've been an idiot, or if I've said something that's inappropriate, or if I've gone over the top, or something like that, which I can, I've got a tendency to do, because if, as I said, you, know, I will speak before I think, and I won't think of the consequences because of the, you know because of my ADHD. I will do that, right, or I'll go off on a tangent. I won't realize the implications that makes, and I'll put my hands up. If I've, if I've generally made an error, but when people go at you, you know, I I, I find the stuff sometimes on YouTube quite amusing about the hobby jogger and and this and that, and <laughs> you know, I, that that just fuels the 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 growth of the channel if you think about it because people are standing there slagging me off because I'm too slow or or I you know I shouldn't be this and I shouldn't be that and I shouldn't do this I should not actually other people are going to read that and go you know what Chris is right because he's the one who's standing up for us yeah. as as normal runners who, who who are going through the same things and it's again it's a series. So it's tough, but listen, it's, there's a lot of people in a lot worse situation around the world than me having to deal with a couple of, you know, people on Facebook who don't like me because I say the way I am. And that's fine. And I get that. Not everyone's going to like me. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I wouldn't like me on some days. I really am a, an annoying, obnoxious person. <laughs> but I think we've all got that tendency. And sometimes you just got to either scroll on by or not or not get involved in it and just live your own life. You know, you've probably got your own hangouts. And, and just deal with that yourself and get some help, you know? Because you know, we all need a little bit of help.
3: So let's go on to so we're talking about all this social media, the coaching mm. you do. Talk about it's quite easy to forget when we're talking about all this that actually you're a runner as well, and you run a hell of a lot of races. So mm. it obviously comes to the, the obvious question is what and also I'll nice to put this out there as well because I think a lot of people don't know this about you. You have a full time job you travel a long way to so with all these elements the simple question is: how and when and earth do you have the time to actually train especially for the amount of races you do and how does that work
2: yeah so i work 40 hours a week right i work 40 hours a week i run in the try and run in the day i then run obviously in the evening because i'm coaching um and then obviously i do all the other stuff that we've spoken about i'll be honest with you it's a lot it's too much but I'm in that position where I can't, I can't, I can't afford because basically I got made redundant, right? And I got made redundant on no payout. Okay. So what that means is that you're living a certain lifestyle and all of a sudden that, that cash machine stops, right? And I, and I generally, this is not to put a thing on it, but I generally nearly lost everything. Okay. Mum and dad, you know, basically bailed it out, had help on the mortgage and all that sort of stuff. We, we was in a, in the right situation um again people don't realize that Kids don't care. have a go at you you know but yeah generally was in a right I was driving a Tesco van um just to try and keep the roof over our head and doing other stuff to try and keep this roof going over our heads that's that's the cold old truth of it um and then I was obviously then doing all the other stuff and running as well um so in terms of the running that i find time because if i'm not running I, I i struggle really badly so i make time to run even if it's for 30 minutes so yeah I, I i try and run six times a week if i can um or six days a week sorry but i will run on some days twice a day so two so on a usually on a tuesday and wednesday i'll double run um that seems to work for me i sort of, can sort of handle that but i kind of then neglect the strength and conditioning side of things but Probably, not, it's not so
3: bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, as you said, it's just it's just full on. Everything's full on. It's just it's too much. It's hard to fit. Yeah, it is. And sometimes you do question the reasons why. So, <laughs> with regards to your running, then future plans, targets, and goals—just just your running base, nothing else. To do your social media. You as a runner, If you gave it all up tomorrow, just running, what would be your target and your goals for running? Boston to qualify for Boston.
2: You, you inspired me. I do not blind smack up your bum because you're sitting there. <laughs> but that's it's to, it's to it's to run Boston. It's because. If to see the journey that you went on, uh, also inspired by Mike, obviously, Cafuzi, just yeah. to see his times come down. But I think if I actually knuckled down and did some like proper training, not just going out talking about the camera and did some actually hard graft to see where I could get to, to see if I could, you know, get through a, a BQ, not you know, you know what, I wouldn't even be that bothered about running the race.
3: <laughs> just <laughs> <quite fun.
2: laughs> do you know what I mean? Um. It's to see if I could actually get that qualifying time. Yeah, well, I think
3: I think I think you showed everyone your improvement from just Amsterdam to London. I know Amsterdam wasn't your no. A race goal, but no. the improvement and the comfortableness you've you done London, and I think that showed that yeah, you've you definitely it's there for you if 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 you want it. It's just as you said before, dedicate how much time you can dedicate to that journey as opposed to sacrificing something else on another journey. Mm. And it's
2: also getting out of my own way. I just find that I I get in. Even at London with 2K to go, I'm going, going, oh, slow down here, slow down. You've got to take it. <laughs> 2K to go, what are you going on about? It's that confidence thing, isn't it? And it, it comes back to it 100%. Yeah, you know, that's, that's exactly what it is, bro.
3: And Before we all wrap up, so I'd like to talk a little bit about, because obviously we're here today, the podcast. So, pandemic's done, Facebook group's growing, you've got your Instagram, your YouTube's going well, Run is going well, everything's great. And now you decide the next stage is a podcast. So, how did that come about and what happened with that?
2: Well, that was Alan's idea, uh, and full credit to him. And I've always given, you know, put that out there about credit to Al. Uh, we was on a on a run. I don't know where we was. Um, he was out running, and and he was going on about because he always listened to podcasts, and he was going on about that. And uh, I said to him, "Yeah, let's do it." And then this cuthouse thing came out, and then um, that was like the next hot thing. So, we, like always, went mad on it, um, <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> and then uh yeah so i then oh, hang on let me turn that off yeah so then i i then sort of thought you know what let's give this a go sort of thing um and then that didn't really go anywhere and then the, the idea of a weekly show um again from a run from an everyday runner's perspective let's just let's just hang out and talk about running but in in a you know what we're going through what we are you know What you're thinking about, what I'm, you know, I'm training for this, I'm training for that. And if we can impart some of our, you know, ours a coach as well, and I'm a coach, and we've got you run lead and you know, if we've got these sort of people, Tobes a coach, Sabrina, you know, that sort of yeah, we want to muck about, we've got the banter of our friendships, but at the same time to to help and support some people out there who may be listening to marathon talk and going, What well majors, what what are you going about? or I don't know, running channel and they do their thing, but I don't I'm not sure either of them are qualified coaches. I, I ain't got and that's not me digging them out. I'm just not saying I haven't but you know, we've got a we've got a panel of qualified coaches there that can give out advice to people and go through it, you know. So there's uh, there are good podcasts out there, like the running channels one and like um you know, some of the others out there, but we wanted to come at it like always with 40 rounds a totally different, you know, killer and just come at it with with some Humour, some not taking it very seriously. Obviously, we've got a lot of in jokes, and just, but more importantly than anything, just make sh- make everyone feel included in what we're going through and what we're talking about. Because I think it's is it, everything we discuss is relatable for everybody. There's nothing that we discuss that that I don't think that is relatable for for everyday runners. And that's how it started. And obviously, then it's just gone berserk. And then we now we do the one Monday show because people are asking too many shoe talk uh, questions on a Friday, so we think do the Monday show. And that's how that's taken off, So, which is cool. I just basically hang out with everybody on a Monday, at 8 o'clock,
3: which no, is great. I love it. It. The appetite for it is just massive. Well, obviously, I, when I'm on the show there and I see what viewers don't see and listeners won't see is on the right-hand side of our screen, we've got comments and people interacting. And a lot of the people we don't get around to because it is just absolutely just mental. It's, it's really difficult. But, and that, but that just shows that it was the right move. It was the right thing to do and it's the right We're format.
2: Lucky. Yeah, we've got, got
3: to we... ask about that then. How good? how oh, obviously i can answer it as well but i'm going to put it on to you how good was the running show with the live podcast oh that that, that was that <laughs> was
2: unbelievable i think that was that was just a that was just another i don't know that was just like on another level like f- whatever it was 300 people like watching us live and and i, I just it, it, when you look back on it it just blows your mind really um that that happened and you know what though i'd love to do it again i'd love but i'd love to do it bigger i'd love mm-hmm. to do you know like you see with these people like, where they they do these like shows like live shows i'd love to do it i think i think there's generally a market for it but like anything we don't we don't have no budget we're not a media company so it's just us people doing it and uh, yeah we're trying to expand 40 rounds on the commercial side to try and bring some money in um so maybe, you know, that, that does take off, but that takes time. And, you know, again, if I kept my mouth shut, I'd probably get a, you know, be able to get a few more brands on board. But it's very difficult to do that sort of stuff. Um, and it, it's, it's different to, to over in the U.S. The U.S. get it, right? Over in the U.S., where YouTube is a lot bigger, you know, brands and, and you know, commercial partnerships and things like that are, are, are commonplace. Over here in the U.K., it doesn't work like that. It's very different. So to be able to go to somebody a promoter or an agent and say right we want to do this podcast to you know 300 people at uh i don't know some local hall or whatever they're looking at as like you've got free heads (laughs) but we know there's appetite out there because we see the numbers of people that listen to the podcast on a weekly basis that download it and watch it on youtube it's it's just it's mental Mm -hmm. um you know the funniest thing is, you get all these you get all these random sponsorship. I had somebody ask me about um, Picketball. pickle pickleball, pickleball. They wanted us to do a pickleball ad on the on the podcast. I went, no thanks. <laughs> it's true, but you get that sort of stuff. But you don't get like you know you, you don't get those commercial opportunities. Aren't there yet? We're just very lucky that we obviously got sketches to help out in terms of sponsoring the podcast, which you know effectively covers the cost of because this this like being on this covers costs money, right? So this system costs money. A cost costs money. Uh, uh, the other system, I can't remember what it's called, costs money. So you have, you know, you have licensing fees that you have to pay and, and all this sort of stuff, you have to pay this stuff out. So luckily for us, we've got sketches who, you know, basically pretty much cover that. Otherwise, I'd be forking out hundreds and hundreds of pounds every month.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, yeah. so, uh, you know, that, that's that's where we're lucky in that respect. But, yeah, it's... um.
3: I'd, I'd like. I'd like to take it to the to the next level. I would. That, that, yeah, that, that. that, that is my final sort of question to you. Right. Where is Forty Runs as a brand in all aspects—the running club, the Facebook group, the YouTube channel, the podcast—where are we heading? What is in store? And where would you like to see it?
2: I think we've got amazing potential. Um. I think. I think it's. I think, I think, I'm think i going to quote um, Scarface. The, world is my, the world's your oyster, whatever it is. Is that
3: what it was? The world's your oyster,
2: yeah. It's a bit like that. I think we, if, if the stuff comes off that I want to come off for of this year, it could be mental. I think Toby keeps telling me to slow down. He said, you've always got next year because of the stuff I'm trying to get done. But I think it's just, it, it's, it's to reach more places with our message of inclusivity and that everyday runner ethos of bringing runners together of all abilities and giving them a home and a place to find support, whether they want a club, whether they want to listen to a podcast, or they want to watch a YouTube channel that's directed solely at them, or they want to turn up to a satellite club in Staffordshire because their club is not for them. And I'm not going to go into the reasons why I think I've probably said too much, as it is about certain things on here tonight. <laughs> but it's, it's you know, finding, finding a place for them, you know, finding a a club or a community or whatever it is or a YouTube channel or a podcast for them as a runner. Um, That's, I think, what I want to do. Yeah, it'd be great to move it out. I see the numbers in the US, our numbers in terms of viewers and and listeners on the podcast is going through the roof. So obviously that's a natural place for the running community. But there's, there's, you know, there's other places in the world. But, you know, I want to get out more in the UK. We're going to be very lucky. We've got a few opportunities to do that this year. Great North Run is going to be huge for us, I think, this year uh we've got some other opportunities up there as well with with you know the work we're doing with start fitness so that's going to be cool but yeah i just it, it it can be it can go wherever we take it but it's, it's again i go back to what i think i said at the start it's not about me it's about you guys who are part of this journey who are part of the cup who are part of the community you know you, yourself who you know i can't thank you enough sabrina alan toby simon uh, and all the you know the satellite leaders, the administrators on on the uh, Facebook group, the club committee, and and everybody who has something to do with forty runs, who helps me, you know, bring people together. I think it's 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 all about all of us really. This journey is not. I, I know you drive you nuts, but it's not about me. It's it's it is genuinely about you guys. You are forty runs, and I stand at the top of it. Maybe if you want to look at it like that, because I only because I was the one who started it, but basically what I stand for is what you guys all stand for. And that is, you know, we're everyday runners. We like to run around a bit. We like to do it for whatever reason that we've got, whether it's the same reasons as me or whatever reason you're doing it. But ultimately we like to have fun and we, and we, and we like to, you know, be a bit social and we like to come together. I think that's basically it. Um, and if that can expand and that ethos can expand and take over the country (laughs) like we've basically done already, (laughs) um, But, you know if that can expand out and other people can get involved in it then that's great um that's probably you know the YouTube channel whatever subscribers whatever I ain't bothered um yeah it'd be great hundred thousand thanks very much but really what, what how's that going to change my life other than the fact I'm gonna get even more shoes <laughs> I mean that, that, that's the only figure or more pairs of headphones I mean really that's that's really it isn't it um you know you've got to remember the YouTube channel is a creative um output for me as well I, I I like making certain videos so that, there's that side of things as well so yeah i think that's probably about it really probably right,
3: as it. you said well you're not everyone's cup of tea some people no. you, some people love you some people hate you yeah but at the end of the day i think i speak on behalf of a lot i need to thank you for starting this community starting this movement i said there's been friendships marriages coming up marriages yeah um that ability, that, that, also that ability to have a fellow runner at a start line, like you wanted at that very start in 2018, that's happening daily now. Happening in 2017-18, it's happening now in 2023, where you turn up somewhere, see someone in a 41 shirt, go over and have a chat, and you just, it just makes life so much nicer. And as you said, being there on your own in that start line. And if that was your, at the start, if that was your goal, then you know what, hats off to you. Your goal has been achieved and you deserve the credit for that, no matter what. So honestly, mate, it's been fascinating talking to you and going deep into you as a person as well. Um, A lot of people see you as just cocky geezer full of confidence. And they, they do, they make judgments to you. And it is unfair. You have to remember at times, so pointy, seeing that Leeds Marathon with that Rob Borrows thing, the amount of humanity out there, and you can't be nice to people. And it just, it makes a difference. And that feeling inside is just something different. People need to realise that what a bad comment or something untowards on a group can do to someone else. Just, i would just say to everyone who's listening to this who has done it to you, and um, We're all guilty of doing it. Some people, sometimes, just refrain from it. It's just, it's just hurtful. You never know, the ramifications of that. But anyway, mate, thanks again for your insight into yourself, and thanks to everyone to listening tonight. Remember, we are here every Friday at seven o'clock UK time, and we will be here next Friday live with the awesome team that are around us. We also have a bite-sized episode that Chris was referring to. We didn't get to talk too much about that, but as Chris said, that's more tech-focused on a Monday night at eight o'clock. I believe is that right? Yep. Move from seven to eight. Well, Chris invites you to hang out with him and talk all things tech. Anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed that. Keep listening, keep commenting, and obviously just keep being awesome. And we will catch up with you very soon.
0: Thanks
2: a lot, people. Catch you later, guys. Hope you enjoyed it.